Hey, Pride fam. Welcome to an all-new episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring host and creator of Drag Heels, Tracy Aaron Smith. So grab yourself a drink and join us for an all-new episode. Hi guys! Hi. Hi, welcome back to a brand new episode of Pride the Podcast, brought to you by our friends over at Rehab Entertainment. Thank you, John and Teresa. I'm Adam Andrews. I'm Darrell Anthony, and I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. Come on! And I am everyone's favorite understudy, Io Onike coming. Yes. Welcome back! Oh. Yes. I, am I know so you guys all said I was Ashley. I sound exactly like her. Yeah, listen, <laughs> what we're not going to do in the month of Black history is say all Black people are the same. They are. <laughs> no. I am no. identical. No, I, identical. We are so identical. I am it is so good to have you back. How is everyone doing? How's everyone chilling? I'm good. Adam, how are you? Chilling. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Honestly, Adam gets on my fucking nerves because he Ooh. just, but because you know, honestly, I've been so busy at work. Like this last week was so fucking busy. I'm so tired. Yeah. But what, what were you doing? We just had a lot of meetings, a lot of big meetings. A lot of meetings. We may or may not have had <laughs> Marlo Thomas. Stop. You can't say stop. You in can't the say, studio. I don't know if you can say that. Is your I didn't sign an NDA. Reason? Okay, well, bitch, drop her name, then. I mean, they signed an NDA. I didn't sign her. We, we love love. And if you don't have your, your John Hancock on it, you can talk how you want. But talk about what Marla does, because obviously she works for the St. Jude organization. Talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so we're, it, yeah. So we're, yeah, she's a co-founder of St. Jude. Yep. And um, we are now in the process of designing a new St. Jude hospital. Um, my company does a lot of healthcare work. So, yeah, she came in. She looked at everything spent 20 minutes and said bye and that is so important and everyone out there if you don't know like saint jude's really does a lot of great work for children who are sick or have um a lot of issues going on so like really good shout out to saint jude and you guys should donate to them you we absolutely should like look into that and see how you can support that organization because it's important for our kids especially right now during breast cancer month yep um breast cancer affects everyone not just cis women yeah. so we just have to remember that. Yeah. And um, yeah, donate where you can. Itu. Itu. Um, work I'm about to, I can't say, I can't say what I'm about to say. Uh, work is getting on my last nerves. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how that's going for me. Right? I haven't been here in a little bit, I, I feel like. No, you've been in my... Well, I know you've been like white out. You've been gone. What's happening? I missed you. White out. Don't feel bad. I'm a wonderful understudy. I don't feel bad. I I miss. I miss. I miss going back and forth with you, Megan McCain. I I'm Alyssa Fair Griffin, and I'm 33. No, you are. (laughs) You are. No, we like Alyssa better. We We like like Alyssa better. better. I was actually going to tell you that the View has had no like no fight. There's no fighting since Alyssa joined. And you, I actually, and I like the fight. Yeah, I asked you about that. You were like, girl, they ain't fighting at all. There's no fighting. And there's a respect that you were telling me that Alyssa and Joy have for each other. They actually like each other, which is 
crazy. Did you saw the episode when Alyssa brought out the poster from her room that Joy is like, I guess she had Joy's old room or something at one point. Oh, her dressing room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Like, yeah. No, they actually all get along, which is crazy. I don't know if any of the view co-hosts have ever gotten along. I don't think so either. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been traveling for work. I've, I've, I was in Seattle last week doing a new business thing. Um, I haven't been on the pod. How was, how was Seattle? As a city or as like my experience? All of the above. The city, I feel like, is a low-budget Chicago. No tea, Seattle. We love you. Uh, no tea, but all that shade. All that shade. <laughs> I know, and there's two teas in Seattle. So, oh, uh, right. <laughs> I don't know. It's Seattle. Was, I don't know. There's no like, in my experience, there was no gay representation in Seattle, mm, which was sucks. really, uh huh. But also, I was there. Isn't for, that like some Seattle? Queen? I was only there for There's 48 hours. There's a huge hours. gay like scene in Seattle. Well, my Hinge, Grinder, Bumble, League, Tinder could. Wait a minute. Know, wait I a just, minute, baby. Just, was you all alone? You you went all all that. I, I, I just think I just I've, I've been single for a decade, Jamel. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to do something for oh, my life. Oh. I don't think like your type lives in Seattle. Oh, oh, oh. okay. Well, my type doesn't even live what's on this your, planet. What's your type? We're all looking. We'll be right back. No, 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 no. Why has this turned into me inquisitively asking? Okay. Because I, see, I, I can't give it to you in six minutes. Oh, my type is easy tall dark and handsome it's easy emphasis mm. on the dark um i will say that the black of the bear the sweet of the juice it's the dark of the bear the sweet of the juice what i said he black of the motherfucker too though i guess <laughs> anyway i'm glad to be back <laughs> we're ha- glad to have you back it is it's been interesting listen so it's crazy so we have a lot of hot topics we want to talk about but i want to talk about one specific that i've been ready to get on this podcast and talk about adam rios brought something to my attention oh no about jeffree star I know, I know, I know. And this is as the Super Bowl is is, is coming and everything. I I, listen, Adam, I want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about Jeffree Star? Wait, can you please remind our listeners who Jeffree Star is? Jeffree Star is a self-made billionaire uh, makeup guru. And this isn't like Kendall Jenner self-made, right? Right, no. They started from the bottom. Now they're here. They were a bottom in there. I'm sure they still are. Hmm. Um, But yeah, no, Jeffree Star is a makeup uh creator he's got his own brand and has just blown up but he's very controversial he's very problematic like he said some things he's always past. stated that he has he's been with he's always saying that he has been with straight male like he made a thing that it was oh, like, so he's the george santos of the fashion well he's the, he's he's also the Darrell anthony you know that because listen here's the thing he also claims that he was with Kanye at one point. I was gonna ask you, ain't this the person who said they was with Kanye? Yeah, they, he, he said didn't it, say that. It was it, he. He people didn't, like were were starting rumors, but he, but he fed into that. And basically, when they were saying Kanye, he like made things that he did say, like, "Oh yeah, this is Kanye's play." Like he fed hmm. into that. He did feed into that. Um, but Adam has a theory. So my theory it. is: so here, as of late, um, Jeffrey Star posted a. Because he, they took a, t- a hiatus and we're like, oh, we're back. We're going to do these things and yada, yada, yada. And posted and was like, with my new boo, this NFL player, his team didn't make the play, uh, make the Super Bowl, but plays uh, safe in the bedroom or some shit like that. And like was a picture of the back of the person. And all you see is the back of their head. And they have like a little cow lick at the back. And Michael, my, my initial reaction was Balls. like, 
Who? Michael Darby, no hair. Ew, no. Sorry, he's not. And he's not an NFL player. <laughs> but but don't do not worry, Brayden Bradley. We will be getting to some real hot sauce. Taking it from the back. He we, anyway, we will be Adam, Adam, Adam go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Then uh, yeah, my initial reaction uh, was that it was Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I was like, that looks like Tom Brady's skinny ass head. And and so then of course people were speculating this who it could be. This is that. And, um, Wait, are you saying? That Tom Brady is a homosexual. So unfounded. So unfounded. Tom Brady. Just to give a little bit more on this. Here's the picture. Stop. Yeah. So that's a picture. Tom, How do you know that's Tom Brady? Because well, of the look at Tom body, Brady does not wear custom Louis Vuitton. Carhartt. I know. I can't. Well, that's Louis Vuitton. But, whatever. But but Brady. But our listeners were looking the, at. So the here's U.S. My, Sun, which is a U.K. publication, which we all know how U.K. media. So is. this is my theory, though, is that. Because uh, Tom Brady retired once and then was like, nah, I'm going to go back. And then mm-hmm. him and Giselle split up and he was like, okay, well. Janelle Bouchon, right? Yeah, Janelle Bouchon. Not Bryant, who don't have a man. No. Okay. So then he went back to playing and now he retired again. And then all of a sudden, he's posting pictures of him in like his underwear. underwear. Please pull up that photo. And he just, only like, posted the pictures of his underwear because he was copying what's his name, who, who also is gay. No, now but, that I'm thinking about yeah, it, exactly. Wow. But Brayden, even even so, there's been a huge. Um, uptick. So we think Tom Brady is gay, right? There's been a huge uptake yeah. lately of gay uh, straight men gay baiting and a lot of people have talked about it what does gay baiting mean so gay baiting is straight men who are not or don't want to hook up with gay men but they do things to get the money or the views or the attention from a gay man okay well i'll bait and hook so my theory is and they said this on z100 i was listening to it on the morning the other day verbatim of what i said was tom brady retired and now he's taking pictures in his undies, which is very gay. And he's got gay face. Yeah. And and his post, his his caption on his photo was very like, because I think his caption was, am I doing this right? Kind of thing. And so, and, and so people are like, is that, I mean, that is un, very uncharacteristic of him. Everyone's like. Edelman. Is, oh, wait, not that. Edelman, bro. People, people are feeling that that's very off. I think it could be very possible because for Giselle to divorce him, because the rumors are Giselle Bunja, she's divorcing him because he did not retire when she wanted him to. Mm-hmm. That is so. I, I, it's just very hard for me to believe that that's what broke the marriage. There had to have been something else. And so, listen, Tom, if you want to come on Pride the Podcast and talk to us about it, we'd be happy to have you on. Yeah. I'm just saying, Tom is not allowed to do anything publicly without the approval of his team. And yeah. his he team, doesn't have a team. He retired. He, he, not the football little NFL team. Not little. The His whole team when it comes to him being like a public person, which yeah. means his PR people, oh, you mean his, his manager, oh, his everything. Mm-hmm. They all have to get the blessings on it. I, and maybe this was a PR stunt because he's getting all the attention. Here we are talking about him. Yeah. Go ahead, Aya. I don't know. I, I mean, first of all, if he is, who cares? Right. Um, good for you. Yeah. Um, but that's very interesting, Adam. Adam, Adam said he has cracked. You were sleuthing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, Adam, <laughs> Adam has went in and like cracked the case on that. 
so that's been that's been very interesting so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that comes out because i feel like that's just the start of many photos and stuff that's gonna be kind of released we should all do that photo it'll be a pride i'm okay i got a booty photo already out there no adam got a couple video i got some things out there videos of me i'm okay okay well Speaking of Tom Brady, my team will will not approve that. Yeah, I know that's football. right. I know that's right. I'm so excited for Rihanna. Rihanna, baby, I'm excited too. I think this is gonna and be. Who is that? She's don't JK, play JK, me. JK, She's JK. playing in the Super Bowl. I love Rihanna. I love Rihanna. She's playing kidding, in the I'm Super Bowl. I'm excited about Rihanna. I think that um, do y'all think so? There are rumors out there that they think that she might actually like debut new a new song. She should. No. She I should. think that she has been baiting you gays for how many years, Adam? Let's see. We're in <laughs> 2023. Her last album came out in, I think, 20... I think it's always been almost like 17? 10 years. Yeah. When, when did she graduate? talk that talk? Was when, was I think her last album. 2005? Six? Am I making this up? What? Her last album. No. I'm making this it was, up. Yeah, it was in... We were here in New York. Talk that talk. Right, that's what I'm saying. 2005, six. That we, we weren't in New, New York, dummy. Oh, I'm thinking of another person of my life. I'm what? I'm Sybil. I have a lot of personalities. Um, 2010. It was like 2012, 13. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it was 2013. I don't even know. I can't even remember how she sings. I don't even know who she is. Allegedly, I was anti in 2016. Mm. Nobody really doing? listened to anti. Is that no? We but talking. allegedly she had 39 different plate like lists mm-hmm. which she's going to do for the Super Bowl. Well, Apple, we'll see what happens. For those of you who have Apple Music, you can sign in because they are giving you a list of like some of her popular songs because she did sit oh, yeah. down. She did sit down with Apple Music and do her pre-Super Bowl uh conversation and they curated a list of songs and people are like this is probably what's going to be. So listen, I'm excited to this episode is also sponsored by Alpha Music. Go ahead. It, it absolutely is. Uh, so Rihanna is a nine-time Grammy winner, uh, which is amazing. So I would love to see her come back. You know, she's won nine Grammys. She's won 12 Billboard Awards. So speaking of Grammys, let's talk about that. The Grammys just happened. What was everyone that I know we were in like a text group and we had a lot of conversation around what they were wearing um then some of the winners and snubs so let's kind of talk about it like what what is everyone's real thoughts on the grammys because i i watched it fully i didn't watch it i watched clips what did you think of your clips oh i thought they were fun yeah i like the 50th and i thought it was very important to do the 50th anniversary of hip-hop yeah um i like that there were a couple of people who were confused about why certain people were not invited to the hip-hop actually will smith apparently was originally in it um and he was cut i was confused why jay-z i I was confused why jay-z was in the audience and not on the stage is he like hip-hop he is will smith yeah yeah yes he is he is but he he he's he and unfortunately because they don't really like for black people to be pop. He is considered hip hop, but I agree with you that it's, it's that. But um, you, you know what I'm excited about? Yes, I'm excited about Whoopi and Viola being in the same club now. Hell, I love that. Whoa. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Did anybody read or listen to her book, Viola Davis's book? I have not. I want to. I it it's good. is. I cried. I read it in like maybe five days was on i was on vacation it's like her story is just so it's beautiful 
it's motivational. It's she's just a wonderful woman, and I'm so happy that she's in Whoopi's club. Well, it's not so. There's only been three black women total to become an EGOT. Whoopi Goldberg was the first, I believe it was 2002, um, and then the second was Jennifer Hudson. And the Jennifer thir- Hudson has an EGOT. She, she, does. she does. She does. She does. And we're gonna put some respect on it. So don't make that face. I no, I made the same face. I yeah. I made the same face. I made the same face. Fix your face. No. Because Right, you know, fix your face. Make me. I will. I will. <laughs> You're Make fired. Me. No, uh, no, she. So, you can't fire me. I'm Ashley's understudy tonight. You're right. I she's go. actually doing us a favor. She's a consultant. Yeah, no, no, listen. She ain't on staff. No, no, here's the thing. I will say uh, so, Whoopi was the first, then Jennifer Hudson and Viola. So, there's only been three black women ever to be given an EGOT. So I'm, I'm excited for all of them. And I'm excited that Viola did, because listen, a lot of people get upset when it comes to the Grammys, because a lot of the women, the women, all three of them have won a Grammy through, especially um, Viola and Whoopi through like a spoken word. And a lot of people are like, oh, this that's, piece. they're like, oh, that's cheating because it's not it's still saying a, it. it's, it's still a sound. I, do you guys know where EGOT came from? No, no, no. I, I, I agree. I know that. I'm just telling you that people who don't know that think that EGOTs only come from singing albums. That's and that's not, not what true. I'm saying. Do you know where the term T- EGOT came from? Tell, tell the people. Do I you guys am. know who Philip Michael Thomas is? Tell, yeah. tell the people. I, from, I do, but tell the people. From, my, from Miami. No, Memphis. that's a different Philip you slept with. Jarrell. Anyway. Horse, um, <laughs> from Ni- Miami Vice, that he made that his goal, mm-hmm. and he was on—I forget what—some late night talk show that I was too young to watch, but I saw a recording of it on the TikTok. Was it in black and white? No, mm. I saw it on the TikTok. Oh, go ahead. Durrell anyway, Darrell thinks he's cute, but he's older than me, so he's best at playing. You do, yeah, bitch! I'm not older than you. Don't play with me. You really? People go to my bio. <laughs> No, go ahead. Um, no, uh, he said that was his goal. He wanted to get it. Yeah. He said he wanted to get he got the host was like, "What's that?" And he was like, "An Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony." Mm-hmm. So that is where that term come from. And I, he nowhere in that term did he say you can't get it from, uh, you can't get a Grammy from your spoken, spoken word. word thing. Like, yeah. I actually something you and I talked about offline a couple weeks ago about the Oscars and how people put people in boxes and that's what it was created for. Can you talk to our listeners about that a little bit? Because I, I think, read the thing. Yeah, I, I think that that's very important though on that. Like a lot well, of people. Well, they did it to like stop. They stopped people from unionizing. Right. So who stops? Uh, gosh, I have to look that up again. But um, Oscar Meyer. Not Oscar Meyer. Meyer. What? Louis B. Mayer. Yeah. Jesus, Oscar Mayer must be. Whoa. Y'all, I've been. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I've been juice fasting today. I'm hungry. I was yeah. gonna say you haven't had any alcohol over I here. No, I haven't had any alcohol because I haven't had any food except for raw bars, and I'm starving. Um, but Louis B. Mayer um started the Oscars, um, basically as a ploy to stop um people from forming unions so they could protect their rights. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, the Oscars are good and important, but they came from a shady place. I don't know where the yeah. Grammys came from, but that does make me think of how people are mad at the Academy right now. The record, yeah, they're, they're mad. At the, they're, well, they're mad at the Recording Academy uh, due to Beyonce. So here's one thing I want to put some respect on. Y'all need to put some respect on Bonnie Raitt's name because at the end of the day, 
I do not need people saying Bonnie Raitt does not need to have their like she they say some random woman one or Beyonce. Listen, I love Beyonce like the next person. No, I'm but let, let me get let, let me let me get let me give y'all something to talk about because yes! Bonnie Raitt has always been that woman. Thank like you, she, I'm so glad you she, say that. she she is an amazing performer she songwriter has, songwriter like right. I, sing like she like so when people say things that are listen you can ride for beyonce but don't be ignorant Wait, what did she win over beyonce she won, she won best song of the year best song yeah my whole team was like who is bonnie Raitt? yeah and i almost fired them all on the spot don't be are ignorant. they small children yeah they're young i don't know who that is that's uh bonnie who let's Ray. give me something to talk are about Bonnie Ray is a full. I mean, but blown both legend. Bonnie Ray. No, we can't. We, we can't afford the rest Ray, of the song. R A T, R A I T. No. <laughs> yeah. So actually, just a little bit of note. So that's actually how Jackie Harry got on Days of Our Lives. She tweeted a uh, a note about Suzanne Rogers, who plays Maggie, and she said Suzanne looks like Bonnie Ray. And they were like, she was like, I want to be on days and go back and forth with her. And like, they were able to do that. Bonnie Raitt is a fucking legend. She's she, a legend. Country music. Shania Twain would be nothing without Bonnie Raitt. None of them would be. None of cool. them. Cool. Then she should have won a CMT award. I'm, who? Bonnie Raitt? She already has. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she has several. She I'm has just, several. I'm just saying that. Idiot. I'm just saying that it is okay to ride for your fave, but don't be ignorant. People yeah. literally were saying that the, the article that came out said unknown blue singer which is incorrect that's incorrect that, it's incomplete they said she's unknown a, she's blues a, she's a folk singer she, she, number one she, she's bluegrass she, I mean, number one i mean she i mean but she she does all that but to just yeah, but say she's not known but, as, but but to say unknown blues singer who said that a, i'm a fucking man i i literally don't remember the article but i got so mad on twitter and i said how that's, dare you come i said right that's incorrect and you can love an artist but don't be ignorant like if you don't like, no, 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 no. I, I'm I, I so can't, glad I, that you are diehard for Bonnie Ray because I am too. I, 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 I can't, I can't stand the ignorance. What I uh... okay. Anyway, <clears throat> you hate well, Bonnie like, Ray. I was saying I don't hate Bonnie Ray. I wasn't going to say anything bad about Bonnie Ray. I feel like I didn't see anything people about people being mad that Bonnie Ray won over. I saw people they being mad, mad they about just didn't know. Harry Styles oh, getting well, album of the year. I'm mad about real that snub. Her not getting song of the year, whatever. Um, the real snub was um her not getting album of the year because like who? you know that hairstyles album is good. I don't know if it's, it's not. Who are you talking better. about Beyonce? Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if it's better than Renaissance. And I'll say this on air, and it's being recorded, so I can't take this back. I'm not a Beyonce stan, and we'll be right back. <laughs> no, a lot of uh, people I know aren't. Well, a lot of people. I'm not. Go ahead, Brian. I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything on this topic. So I will I'm say. I'm getting in trouble. Yeah, because listen, I'll say this: a lot of people don't want to say they like Beyonce because they think they know a person. They like her. She doesn't have a personality. They haven't seen her personality. She doesn't do interviews and things for me. I, so people assume they're like she is X Y Z. But you cannot say that Beyonce, Giselle Knowles can't sing or is and, one and, of the and, greatest and, performers and, and, of and, and, our and, and, and people can't say that oh, she can't and, and people can't her. say that she can't sing you don't think beyonce can sing break she didn't sing on this album what? so we're gonna take a break we're gonna take a break and play the entire she, renaissance album for Brayden so he can catch up sing we're gonna take a break and 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 make sure that Brayden. I, I missed i missed the singing on well, the we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna 
today no, no. for the 32nd time. Well, well, at least you're still listening to it. We're going to let Brain listen to it. Because and it I'm is, also uh, pissed at her, and I thought it was extremely unprofessional and disrespectful that she showed up late to the Grammys have you, wasn't there to accept uh, traffic. You think everybody, there was 500 people We ain't having this disrespect. Was, it is Black History Month. We'll be right back, guys. We're going to come back. Nobody was late except Beyonce. That's, That's not true. That, be, Beyonce was the only important right person who was late. You know what? We're not going to have disrespect during Black History Month. We'll be right back, guys. With Tracy Aaron Smith. Welcome back, everyone. Hi. I am super excited to talk to our next guest. She is the award-winning host and the creator of the new critically acclaimed show, Drag Hills. Welcome, Tracy Aaron Smith. Thank you so much. I am so excited to have you on this podcast. I can't wait to get into everything Drag Hills and talk about everything that you've done. But, like, let's start. Like, we were talking in the green room before. Where are you located right now? Where are you? Right now, I'm in Toronto, Canada, which is where I grew up. Oh, wonderful. Are you wearing heels? No. <laughs> no, because the camera is not showing what I'm wearing. I'm wearing half sneakers. <laughs> ah, I love that. It's got a heel. It yeah, has a heel. It, you know? it, it has a little heel on that. So you were yeah. saying the weather is there a little rainy, right? Yes, it's mild and rainy and goodness knows what's happening. We are going through, I feel like, some weird type of heat wave today. It's humid. So it's, it's, hot. It's humid. I'm oh so goodness. hot. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. But listen, Tracy, let's get into all things you and everything you've done. So kind of give us a little bit of background. Let us know. So Drag Hill is super important. I am so glad that there's another show out there to talk about the differences in our community. So talk to us a little bit on what inspired you to create this show. Oh, super question, Darrell. Thank you. So um, a number of years ago, I wondered what would happen if drag artists got on stage and not only do they look fabulous and lip sync, mm -hmm. move amazing. What if they shared real stuff that they'd lived through? What if they yeah. shared, what if they shared their guts and their glory and their hearts? You mm -hmm. know, would, would people be interested in hearing the stories behind the mask? Right, that, right. That was my driving question behind creating Drag Heels. And the first season began as a total experiment. You know, we assembled yeah, eight, eight, eight guys who wanted to be queens and, um, and took them through the process that I developed when I was an instructor at uh, Toronto Metropolitan University. Amazing. And, yeah. And, and so the process involves asking all kinds of questions about you know, your past and what you've been through, uh, turning points in your lives, what happened in your life that once it happened, your life was never the same. What's yeah. something someone said to you that you've never forgotten? I do this crazy exercise and you'll see it in all three seasons called the exaggerated self, which I yes. did. And I basically say, I want you to put the good, the bad and the ugly about yourself on theatrical steroids and come in as a big, badass, exaggerated version of yourself. And the results are incredible. Truly, mm. everything from friggin' bizarrely hilarious to mm -hmm. gut-wrenchingly honest. And people laugh and people cry. And something about exaggerating the self cracks open a person's essence 
Yeah, I was going to say that. I think that that is very important because so many times you just see the surface, right, of drag queens. You see like them being funny, them being shady, but really to get to the root of, you know, what really inspired them and like what from their life that they use to like really bring their drag together. And I think that's so important. A lot of the times it's always like I find you know when like comedy queens go on the show on drag race and stuff they're like oh where do you find your humor where do you find your comedy it's always from a place of pain yeah and while that you know it sounds bad it's it's good you know you're taking your trauma and you're turning it into and usually for them into money yeah (laughs) a bag yes you know yes you know sorry go adam go on well, no, no, no. I was just going to say, um, were you like inspired at all or did you ever watch uh, RuPaul's Drag You? No, no. That was more of a school, right? Like a more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they, they would bring in usually like cis straight women mm-hmm. and like, hey, you know, we want to give you this platform. How, how do you feel? And, mm-hmm. you know, well, let's put you in drag and the drag will pull that energy, that energy and, out yeah. of you. That, so I, that, I didn't know if that was maybe like you were inspired by that or anything. No, no, I wasn't, but I'll have to check it out. I mean, one expression that I like to use is drag is the mask that unmasks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. that's good. Right. So, Tracy, because, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was just going to ask, being that you were a, a cis straight woman, I assume with your pronouns being she, hers. Um, You're correct what, on the on the cis and the and the pronouns, but I'm I my life part is a woman. Oh, we well, well we, we love that. Yes. <laughs> we, uh, I love it. What what was your motivation to be a mouthpiece for the drag queen community? Well, and I wouldn't say it's just I would never dare to be a mouthpiece for the drag queen community. I think I am a midwife for the drag community. And of course, oh, I love that. the drag community. I I help drag artists. I mean, our first season was just drag queens. And when they asked me if I would do a second season, I said, yes, but we have to be more inclusive. Mm-hmm. We have to yes. get kings involved. So second mm-hmm. season we had kings. We had drag clowns. We had yes. drag monarchs. We yes. also had an age range from, I think it was 19 to 72. Wow. So I love that. So, yeah. So, so in terms of, for me, it's, yeah, it's not about being a mouthpiece. It's giving them a platform um, and, and using my tools and techniques and process to pull forward their stories and then integrate it with the drag. Why do you do that? Yeah. I love that. God, why do I do? There's nothing better on the planet. There's nothing better on the planet than watching a human being crack open, share things they've never really told to anyone, blow their own minds and transform their souls. That is amazing, Tracy. And I I think it's so great for you to be kind of a conduit instead of a mouthpiece. Like you, you are, you're having that flow through. So a question I have for you, you see how many attacks at least are happening around the world against drag queens. Uh, People are saying that drag queens are hurting children and that that's a, a bad process. What do you think about that? And what do you say to those lawmakers that are basically trying to ban drag and, and have that, you know, outlawed? I actually think it's terrifying. And I just read something recently in the um, Guardian and I just wanna quote from it. It said the freedom of expression groups warned that some of the legislation could extend to a woman playing Peter Pan or high schools performing Twelfth Night or restaging some like it hot. Conversely, Mm -hmm. Penn warns 
they could impact women who wear pants and men who wear kilts. Like some of this wow. new terrifying legislation would really ban what they would call cross-dressing. So I'm wearing pants right now. That would be a problem or traditional kilts. I think mm -hmm. it's I think it's terrifying. Wow. And I think anyone who thinks that a drag queen or king or clown reading a children's book to a group of children is dangerous doesn't know what the heck they're talking about. Absolutely. You know, we, you know, we need children. Children have so many things that they need to explore. Gender, um, self-expression, who they are, what they love to do. And the more examples of what they see as possible in the world, the more possibilities awaken within them. Absolutely. I, I agree that that's really important. You know, it's so scary. You know, here in the U.S., we have that governor of Florida, I don't even want to give his name, like he he's putting out all of this rhetoric and, and fear mongering against drag queens. And it's it's quite sad. And, you know, there was a queen who did a, a reading. I think it was Robin Fierce from the current season of RuPaul's Drag Race. And she was doing a reading and the kids were having a great time. They were enjoying it and their parents had them there. And I think it's such dangerous rhetoric to say that drag queens are molesting children and like they're, they're putting out rumors their, yeah, rumors they're saying oh we're taking they're taking them into the bathrooms during the show and doing this to them and it's just like that's not what's happening you but know that's not what's happening at all of course they're going to use propaganda to spread their agenda of course they're yeah. going to use lies and you know i i really think that drag heels is an amazing antidote to the hatred towards drag performers. Because once you know somebody's story, it is impossible to hate them. Yeah, it is. I agree with that. Tracy, I have a question. What is, being being that you're our uh, spokesperson for the entire country of Canada, right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're naming you that. We're, we're giving you that. What yeah. is your, what is your, to Darrell's like point, what is your view on, I'm going to say his name, Ron DeSantis. What is your view on gay rights, the issue of gay rights, LGBT, not even gay, LGBTQ plus rights that's happening in America right now? What's Canada's view? Well, speaking as the spokesperson for the entire <laughs> I, I love you. Yes. I would, I would have to say, you know, we think of you as sort of our big rowdy cousin to the South. And okay, yeah. you have a few people at your house party that are that are making a mess and becoming dangerous. Yeah. And so we have our eye on it because we know that the tendrils and the ideas from from down there come into our country as well. We are not yeah. up here as Canada's official spokesperson. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, and I mean, you know, I, also my background is Jewish, so I'm sort of you know I'm watching like the rise of. Um. Um, anti-Semitism, yeah. Anti-Semitism and anti-queer and anti-drag queen. And so I think in, in, in a perfect world, we stand up for each other. You know, you don't just have pride marches. You get the entire community out to support the gay community. Right. Yet you don't have, well, we've never had a Jewish pride parade, although I can imagine how hilarious it would be. But I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love it. We need to show up and stand up for each other. That's the only yeah. way that, that people stay safe and people stay free. Does Canada hate us right now? Oh, my God, no. 
They should. They should. Can, <laughs> honestly, honestly, Canadians are the nicest. Like, Braden and I went I, to Toronto together. They, they're so kind up there. Um, I do have questions about your alcohol laws and why y'all don't pour me enough. But you know what? <laughs> That's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll let that slide. So, Tracy, Where did that come from about being like, Canadians are so sweet. They're so kind. Because they are. Because it's authentic. It's real. I like, they are literally. I mean, I don't know. But they are the nicest people. I'm going to just be that person and be like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like. I've seen on Twitter that Canadians are just like, well, not a complete opposite. Well, you but, know what? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust Elon Musk Twitter. I would go to Canada yourself and find out, which is what we did. Yeah. And we also have a Canadian spokesperson for the country of Canada. Sure. Incredibly nice. Yeah. On the line. Right I, I don't, I don't, I don't, tr- I don't trust Twitter. It is, it is MAGA. All right. So Tracy, I have a shady question. So what would you think? Because your show, like you said, immediately in your second season, you said we need to be more inclusive. What do you think about how long it's taken a certain drag queen in the U.S. named RuPaul Charles to become inclusive? Because it took them several seasons to have a trans woman win. Uh, they still have not had a not plus even size win woman on, on the, the show. show. Right, and then also drag kings be included in right. other countries. RuPaul's Drag Race, yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm so happy for RuPaul giving men a platform because I really feel men are underrepresented in the world. I'm just kidding. Right. Are we, you kidding? We are. We are. She's so, obviously kidding. Right. Yeah. We, we, we have no space. But I. I what I about love, the white men? I, I, they need especially more representation. Them. The right straight Let me men. tell you what my what my personal philosophy is. I would rather not waste a minute trashing anyone who's doing anything and spend a few hours doing it myself. I know that's right. Mm. Yes, yes. You know, if I can be the change I want to see in drag television, wow. then that's what I'm going to do. Come on. I love that. I mean, and I think that's the best way. And I, I, I think that, you know, people are catching up. It just always interests me when people in our own community, it takes them a while to catch up. And I think it's maybe because they're maybe playing safe. Maybe it's because they're feeling hey, we need, to make, um, we need to make the mainstream comfortable before we can introduce, because I do yes. know that the um, Drag Race UK, I believe it was, or was it Canada, had their first female, uh, their first drag king. They had I their first. I think it was UK. They had their first. I don't know if they're considered a drag king. But it was, a, it was their first, oh, like, right. cis female. Drag, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, they still do. They're still they're, drag, they're drag queens. Okay. Yeah. Drag kings are well, women, cis women who dress like uh, men. Right. right. So, but so yeah, they had their first um, cis woman who was a drag queen. Um, right. And so, you know, we're we're seeing, you know, some change. But I, you know, want to give a shout out to you. You know, you're coming right out the gate, knowing like, listen, we already need to make this change. I don't want to. I, I already know that there's a problem, and we need to make sure that everybody's represented. Right. Yes, and here's here's how it's good on a selfish level for the, for me and the show. Yeah. When you have a homogeneous group of people, people that are mm. more or less the same. Yeah. The community that they build will not be as interesting or potentially as powerful than a diverse community. Absolutely. And and I'm not I'm I don't have a cast, I have a community. By the by the wow. end of I the love eight, that. Yeah, by the end of the eight episodes these people, like two of our cast members, so we have Al Val, who's a trans mm-hmm. woman, electric guitar playing comedian, yes. um, and we have Canada's only drag wrestler. So these two became so close that by by the time we'd wrap the season, they were helping each other move. 
Like, I mean, you know, they a, were a, a real like a real community that really supports. You know, we see in other drag shows, it's like, oh, we're sisters, and it's not really that. And I, I feel like your show doesn't promote the stereotypical reality TV, if that makes sense. Well, listen, what you know, I have nothing against competition. I think competition. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, competition can make us better. We can invent things. Healthy competition. Run faster, exactly. But when you're talking about creating an intimate, safe environment for Mm -hmm. people to disclose very private things, the last thing you'd want it to be is a competition. Absolutely. Mm, Yeah, because then it would be like, turn into, oh, I'm comparing myself. And that's the last thing anyone needs well, to do. Well, because people, for our community. Right. right. Because people, um, I was There's watching something the other day when people say, do you really hate when, you know, you're going through something that someone says, oh, I know how you feel. And like hmm. a lot of people really find out they don't like hearing that. A lot of people don't like hearing someone tell them, I know how you feel. Because mm-hmm. in that moment, their pain feels so compounded or whatever they're going through doesn't feel the same. And I think it's great when you can just connect on those levels. And it's not about trying to, I don't want to say one up because that sounds awful, but when you're not trying to compare your, yeah. your life, you know. Comparison will kill. You're really onto something there, Darrell. It's, it's, I think the highest quality listening is all about letting the person empty their heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Just bearing witness to their truth. Absolutely. So Tracy, if you, as yourself, were competing on your show, Drag Heels, <laughs> yes. what, what would be your drag name? Oh my God. What I would be, I, I'm not done. What yeah. would be, what would be your, I'm trying to think of like the Miss America pageant. What would be your stance of changing the world? <laughs> and if you had a swimsuit number, what would it be? Or we can do the swimsuit number as being like your fashion statement. What would that be? All three of them. What would it be? Oh okay. <clears throat> welcome welcome to Brayden. This is what he does. Get ready. <laughs> Brayden, you are so good. Okay. Drag name. The burning bush. <gasps> okay, why? I need to know the backstory of the burning bush. The backstory is, so I used to, I wrote and performed a one-woman show called The Burning Bush across Canada and in New York. And the story was based on a woman that was studying to be a rabbi in New York. She got kicked out of rabbinical school. She started hanging around with Jackie Mason. He took her into a strip club to make a long story short. She taught the strippers Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism. They taught her how to strip, and she became the world's first stripping rabbi. And her stage name was the Burning Bush. Here we go. I love. Uh, oh, Tracy, I love uh, you. That's so amazing. That's so amazing. All right. So the other question: What is your stance? My how are you going to change the world? Everybody has a story. We need to sit and listen to each other's stories because once you hear someone's story, you cannot hate them. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I, I feel like that's something that people don't do enough of now. There's is not to, any, there's not much patience. Yeah. It's just like people don't really, you know, have that time. So I want to go back to Drag Hill. Wait, I want to hear her fashion oh, moment. Sorry, the fashion moment. Yes. Can you say that again? My fashion. Your fashion moment, like the swimsuit moment where you walk out on the runway. What's your fashion? My fashion is two huge stars of David on my boobs. Yes. And a glowing center down below. Hello. Yes. yes. Amen. I love it. I, I will lo- repent to that. I love that. <laughs> I, my, so 
going back to Drag Hill, so I want to like take it back there to ask you a question. So, you know, there's been a lot of difficulty, you know, when you're putting your own production together, as we know it, like Pride Series and uh, different productions around the world. What was your biggest obstacle in putting your show together? What would you feel that was the thing that kind of like, uh, I don't know how we're going to get this across or how we're going to make this work? Well, I mean, we the whole thing was an experiment at the beginning. Right. So, so the biggest thing was like getting enough people to say, okay, screw it, let's try it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think some people use the words trauma porn when thinking about personal storytelling. Absolutely, absolutely. TV. So I want to say something about this. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best friends is a Harvard Divinity School graduate, and he's a, a very well-respected minister. And he said when he was in seminary and they were teaching them how to write sermons, the one thing they told them was preach from your scars, not your wounds. Ooh. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And Let's all take a moment. Yeah, take that was. Moment. Take a moment. It's that good. Wow. And that's the principle that we have on drag heels. And I'll tell you two reasons. So one is to get up on stage and preach or storytell from your wounds. It's not safe for you, the storyteller, and it ain't safe or pleasant for the audience. And yeah, so that, that's the main thing of why we do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wait, hold on. I preach from I'm, your scars and not your wounds. I, that, is, right. that is gonna stick with me. Yeah, that's... Because you you often don't consider your scars because you're like uh, at a hill. The wounds is what you pay more attention to a lot of times. Because the wounds are drawing your attention because they need healing. They need processing. They're fresh. It also takes time. It takes time to get the scars. Absolutely. And once you have the scars, it's safe to go back into the moment and tell the story you know, in the present tense as if it's happening because it's not going to consume you. It's not going to destroy you. And I want to say something else that's unique about our show in terms of it, it is a documentary television series. Yes, and a lot yes. Of the documentaries or what, what is also called reality television. One thing that we do differently is before we go to air, before we air an episode, which is happening, our, we go to air um, February 10th, um, each person in the show is given the rough cut of their episode and if there's anything in it that they don't want to go public they tell us and we take it out oh i love that that is which is something that's very kind other shows do not do other shows do not because i feel like there is a at least here in america there's something about reality tv and the um the salaciousness of it that Americans love. We mm-hmm. like you. You love the like. You know when we watched the Housewives, we, we Brayden and I were watching Housewives of New Jersey the other day, and so was Adam and I. And it's just like we watched it because we were like, oh, we want to see what the nastiness is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, people love that kind of stuff. And you know, um, here lately, you know, I don't know if you watch like uh, real Housewives shows like Salt Lake City, uh, Beverly Hills. It's been very riddled with you know people committing crimes. And people being accused of committing crimes and and people have been tuning in for that. And, you know, I've said, while I love the mess, it has gotten very dark and it is good to see a show like yours out there that, you know, is providing a little bit of light. It's it's bringing some light to another world, you know, because, listen, 
I we love the message that's just next person. You know, you have levels. You have um, love and hip hop where you have people fighting, like fist fighting. Then you have housewives where you have people committing crimes and 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 telling lies on each other. And that and then you know you have RuPaul's Drag Race where you have queens. You know they have the where they're being nasty to each other. Then you have your show where it's just like. I'm trying to heal and I'm trying to let other people know how I healed and if I can help them in any way. And I think that's so important. What's well, literally drag heals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question before we let you go. Um, our podcast is obviously called pride. The podcast. What does pride mean to you, Tracy? Oh, pride means to me just living my life in public, as a public person, walking down the street, holding my partner's hand, openly talking about it anywhere I go. That's it. It's just living my life out in the open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's so beautiful because so many people in different areas of the world can't do that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's true. Even in the States. And even in the States. In some States, yeah. You know, I I heard that our show is, is broadcast in Poland. And this made me just ecstatic because some of the the um, anti-gay laws yep. and terrible, like all kinds of horrible violence against queer people. And to know that at least hopefully on some, some people have access to watch a show like ours that has mm-hmm. all genders and all self-expression and all kinds of drags, drag and people telling their true stories, their coming out stories or their love stories. I'm just hoping that there's young Polish people that whose whose lives and hopes can be saved by that. They're 100 percent. I, I 100%. And so to our listeners that are listening, Tracy, what is one piece of advice if they're struggling with being able to release their pain and, and tell their story to really heal and come to a place of, of of really understanding themselves? What piece of advice would you give them? Find one safe person to tell your story to. And if you can't mm. write it down, and if you can't write it down in your journal, send it to me, email it to me. Oh, what's your email? And, what's your and, phone and number? What's you, your you, bank you account? Right, social you, you led right. You led right. Well, first of all, we're not we're not gonna gin shaw her and try to get her social security because we don't want to do that. But Tracy, please let everyone know where they can find you, where they can reach out to you, because I think that the work you're doing is amazing. I think that people would, they they need that and and they need an outlet like that. So please let them know where they can find you and where they can also watch Drag Hills. Okay, website, solo.ca, S-O-U-L-O dot C-A. Drag Heels will be available as of February 10th on Out TV. Amazon Prime, Apple TV, and I think also Vimeo and YouTube. Um, yeah, and you can reach me through my website, a direct email right there. Amazing. That's amazing. Lovely. Thank you, Tracy, for everything that you're doing for the community. It's just doesn't go unrecognized. It's it's amazing. And I'm so excited for Drag Heels. Yes. And I'm, glad that, and I'm glad that you chose to like come on and talk to us. Like it, it means a lot. We have a lot of young listeners and stuff that listen to our uh, show. And I, I think it'll be great for them to hear that they have that outlet like and they can reach out. And, and think, so thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. It was just a pleasure and an honor. And you guys are fantastic. What you do for the community is outstanding. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy, so much. Sending you so much love and come back and hang with us anytime. We love for you to come on and talk hot topics with us because you know we love to get messy sometimes. Whatever in New York, let us know. Yes, (laughs) please. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tracy. Bye.
Hello and welcome back. That was so much fun uh, talking with Queen of the North. I was going to say, yeah, the mouthpiece of Canada. The mouthpiece of Canada, mm-hmm. Tracy Aaron Smith, the award-winning show creator and host of Drag Heels. I'm so sorry I'm late. I was caught in traffic. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to talk about Beyonce again? I was caught in traffic. You, well, when, well, when you're a star, you can be caught in traffic. And I was. When you are the most and Grammy winning of all time artist. Then you can be caught in traffic. And because I guess what? We are we are gonna celebrate is Beyonce has won the most Grammys of anyone of all time. And that and is I a great way she's to start. Probably the only award winner that has gotten the award in traffic. Guys, she well, no, Adam, the, no, the, no, 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 you like no, 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 no. Well, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, hold on. The actually, award yeah. she when she won the award that put her ahead of everyone, she was actually there and she got on stage and spoke. I think you had maybe turned the Grammys off by then because you were so I was in about traffic. the outfit. No, I was in traffic. Uh, well, Ladies, I'm in traffic right now. both pretty. Okay, so Cardi B's outfit. Cardi B's I have outfit to tell you, I think out of all of the circus tree... If circus tree? I'm making that word up now because okay. I'm in traffic. I think Cardi B's was probably one of my favorites. If you're going to compare some circus outfits. Wow, the hating. No, I hey. think that I think that um the outfits were interesting. I think that you know, finding out later on, there are some people who did their outfits on culture. Interesting enough, and I just want to plug this in really quickly. I was watching Watch What Happens Live the other day after the New Jersey Housewives premiere, and Isaac Mizrahi was doing this thing with Andy where he was, like, talking about Mizrahi, where he liked it, or Mizrahi, like, it go away. And he was, he liked everything except for Dana's outfit from uh, Housewives of Salt Lake City. She's a friend of this year. She's the one who infamously she got into At it the with Grammys. No, 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 no. I'm I'm just talking about like because I want to connect the two. He's gonna with tie the culture. it in a minute. Yeah. Oh, so okay. the thing is, oh, is so he got upset with the whole thing. He said like, "Oh, her outfit's bad," and Andy was like, "Well, it's from her culture." And he's like, "Oh, I didn't know that." Okay, it's great then. So there are a couple. I of people, said the same stupid thing. You, yeah. So there's a couple of people at the Grammys where people are like, "Oh, it's from the culture." That does not include Harry Styles. I don't know what he had on. Um, Lizzo, I liked what she had on after the she took the rose things off. Agreed. Wait, I got a question. Agreed. You didn't like Harry Styles? No. It was very circus clowny, and then you could That's see his little That's what I'm saying. The whole theme was circus. <laughs> I, was I didn't like that. Harry Styles looked musty. He, I, you he, always think he looks musty because he looks musty. I mean, I <laughs> don't know what to t- I don't know what to tell you outside that. I'm on the I'm on Durrell side. I, I, I don't. I mean, just, I mean, Harry Styles out. shows up every place, sweating, his armpits out, look like he's hey, You told me some people like that. I'm not those people. <laughs> Who are those people? Adam. I don't know. You said somebody like that. Adam. Adam. Adam's shaking his head now. I I don't. I I listen. You can like what you want to like, but I don't think you should stink. And Harry Styles looks like he stinks. And I also listen. I I stand for Shania, but that I didn't understand that. I didn't understand it. I stand for Shania, but that was out of this world inappropriate so here's the thing what's uh, inappropriate for the grammy so, so here's a, here, that's actually a good point. so here's the thing uh, well what's inappropriate for any award show because award shows aren't what they used to be and a lot of people think that shania is definitely following in the footsteps of madonna because madonna's been getting a lot of heat about things that she's been wearing 
uh, lately. They're like, you basically they're telling her and Shania are like, y'all are too old to be dressing like your children. So Shania's new stylist is also Harry Styles stylist. Are you That's making that up? And, and Shania and Harry have like a love situation, like a mentor situation. And so Harry's stylist told Shania, why don't you wear this outfit, which Harry loves the designer. I can't remember his name. Apologies. Mm -hmm. But like, it's the whole connection that's I don't know. She so, just looked a fool. So they want to both be messy. She looked like Cruella DeVille had skinned the fucking Dalmatian. No, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. You know who did, though? Marjorie Taylor Greene at the State of the Union speech. Oh, my God. She's trying. Yeah, everybody was calling her Cruella. Yeah. I can't even. Uh, I, do, I, I think it was embarrassing to see a grown adults act the way they did at the State of the Union. Oh, that was wild. Like it was, it was, it was wild. I mean, listen, I was saying the other day, I cannot believe that we are at this point. Like they, they no one People was voted out. for that. People, People voted, voted for, that. for that. And she won for that. Yeah. That is crazy. And she was, she was speaker of the house pro tempro or whatever the fuck it is. She was the werewolf with Cruella, Cruella's DeVille's coat on the Speaker of the House floor. It's just... It's, that it's, is insane to me. It's really tacky. Well, you know what? Listen, not on Black History Month, we talk about trash like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Switching mm -hmm. back, you know, we talked about Viola and how excited we are that she is now an EGOT winner and celebrating that. LeBron James has now been uh, put into the Hall of Fame as the GOAT of making uh, the most points in history. Um, he has surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I do not know how I pulled that out of my head. I did not know how I knew that. Which is so cool. And I'm reading his mystery novel right now. Yeah, and I, I will say I'm ex very excited. Listen, LeBron, people can say what they want. I, I really do like that he has given back to the ch like the, what he's done in schools and what he's trying to do for young Black children. Like, I think that's a beautiful thing. So congratulations to him. And, you know, we've had a good month. We've had a good month as, as Black people, you know. Celia Cruz is on the quota. I was just going to yeah. say, uh, yeah, Celia Cruz. Yeah. Welcome. But also, Whoopi today, or not today, but the other day on The View, she was like, why isn't Celia Cruz on the 50 Cent piece? I love that. Hello. Oh. Hello. Good question. That is, good. that is a good question. So come on, Celia Cruz. Listen, I, I mean, <laughs> no, it's a, it's, it's a good thing. I think that, you know, to celebrate people um, of diversity and, and their wins is, is really good across the board. So that's a good thing. I feel like I heard a phone. Hmm. Literally, that's what happens on The View. Remember when, like, people's phone, Joy keeps her phone on and it always rings. Also, her Apple Watch is always going. I'm like, Joy, please turn your thing off. You are live. And she's like, I'm sitting this on years old. I don't give a shit. Oh, no. Well, like, I've been fired twice. Before we head out, I do want to see, is anyone going to Beyonce's concert? Adam, I'm trying to, but <laughs> when I tell you that I looked on Twitter and one person's ticket cost $3,715. They're a lot. I can't do it. My friend got his ticket. My friend just got his ticket for, I think he said it was 600 per ticket. Uh -huh. And they're like in the seats. So, you know, what it's just city? like the floor. Jersey. Jersey. Oh. Yeah. A lot of people are going to Jersey instead of that. A lot of people MSG. are going to Jersey. Yeah. Well, because she's not coming to MSG because it's a stadium tour and that's not a stadium. Oh, so she's on. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, Io, since you're a billionaire, can you buy my ticket? Can I buy my ticket? I don't have Beyonce money. Io, what about your daddy? About All right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. No. You said I'm not buying you. You said I'm not buying you shit, Darrell. 
I do want the tickets. I would, I Listen, like, I was to go on record and say, Jarelic, my tales of my wealth have been great, greatly exaggerated. Dang, been great with shit. Io, <laughs> if you get a Celia Cruz quarter, then you might can go. No, Io, Io got plenty of money. Listen, I'll say this. Greatly exaggerated. No, no, Io, Io got it. If you, if you need it, Io got it. But here's the one thing. So Ashley, who's not I here today. Be robbed. Right. I, but I, um, Ashley, who's not here today, talk to me. So a little bit of note. She, her friend Latia, oh, our friend Latia, she actually talked about what happened with the Taylor Swift situation. So Ticketmaster has this thing now where it's a code. And if you don't get a code, you actually can't get it. And they were trying to fix that situation before the Beyonce tickets became available and they were unable to fix it. So because of that, that's why the situation and that's why people are having such hard times to get tickets. And that's why there's such a markup on the ticket prices. If they are able to fix that situation, ticket prices will be regular. Like it, it won't but be crazy. But that's not why it's expensive. I mean, it's well, expensive. Be- well, yes, there are people who are, who are hacking, but it's expensive because um, Live Nation owns, um, like, if you're doing anything with Live Nation, which mm-hmm. is owned by Ticketmaster, right. like, they, they do your promoting and do all this. So like they get paid like three and four times. Right. They keep jacking up the price. Right. And and listen, I, I as everyone, I work for a concierge firm. I, I see all of that. But there is a thing of like they have Club Renaissance, which is a certain ticket level. And then they have another level, which is like the lemonade level. Like they have levels of like Beyonce's albums that you have to pay. But if you want a regular ticket that you know, is is up in the what would be the mezzanine and like the Broadway world. You can get yeah, no, you you can get a regular ticket at a decent price, but they aren't for some reason releasing that where people can get that because of the whole like code situation. And before we head out, AMC is doing that too. You see, AMC AMC is they're basically saying if you broke, you can't come here. No, <laughs> I mean they're saying because people who get stuck in the front, they're going to be able to pay less. And the people who have the middle nice seats, you're gonna pay more. Yeah, this I mean, but, but listen, that's how it is on airplanes. I'm just gonna sit at home and stream it. I mean, mm-hmm. but listen, that's how it is on airplanes. Someone who's sitting in the aisle seat pays a different price than the person sitting in the middle and the person at the window. Like I didn't realize that before I started working with Ten, and they were like, "Oh, each seat is a different price." That's correct. They were like, "You don't like." They're like, it, "And I'm for, in my mind, I was like, oh, you're just going because when we look." looking for tickets it's mm-hmm. like well i'm just looking for the cheapest ticket and they're like yeah but each seat is a different price not just each ticket it's each seat and so obviously you know you in the past you're like oh that's um first class versus whatever so yeah it's a, it's a lot so it's interesting uh, well i guess we're gonna be I will still pay it but- because we just bought tickets everyone scream six tickets are available please go purchase them Io's still upset because she's upset about Neb, but I promise you there'll be a surprise. Ugh, and whatever. Get over it. No, Because at the end of the day, who wants to chase Sydney for over 25 years? I Not I. Not I. But anyway, it was really... Re- huh? Oh. <laughs> now you got to edit that out. I was like, what? No, oh, I thought y'all were saying there's an earthquake happening right now. No, 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 no. I got but really we do, scared. we do want to pay our respects to the thousands yeah. multi-thousands of people that were killed in the earthquake um in turkey and syria um it's very 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 heartbreaking and it is and seeing the the footage coming out is just it just makes you appreciate everything that you do have Absolutely. so everyone please you know hold your loved ones close be appreciative you just never know 
what's going to happen next. Absolutely. And guys, thank you so much for joining us again for this amazing episode. Make sure to catch out Drag Hills on Out TV, Amazon Prime, all the streaming channels. Uh, follow Tracy. She's a great person and it was so great having her today. You can find me on uh, Instagram at I am Darrell Anthony, Twitter Darrell Anthony, and make sure to always follow Pride's page at Pride the Podcast on all social media channels. And you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Braden Bradley. And I'm Adam Andrew Rios. You can find me at Boxed Wine Poppy with a zero on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. My Twitter is not safe for work, so oops. He said, oops, he's not sorry. Um, You can find me. I am the Fabulous Spinster on both Twitter and Instagram. So maybe I'll be back next week. Or no, maybe I'll hit Ashley back next week. No, I'll be, you'll 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 be back. I'll be out of uh, office, so you can take my place. <laughs> you'll be you'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we can't wait to see you next time. Happy Hi. Pride! Happy Pride, guys!